everybody. He's Hogan. I'm Schultz. She's Hilda. Wait, no. I'm Hogan. He's Clink. Whatever. We're not Hogan's heroes. We are Vikings Report and Drew and Ted. Drew, how you doing? Vikings Report. I'm doing great. I love that theme. Tootsies, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Unfortunately, I do not remember Hogan's Heroes, so I won't be able to reminisce with you guys on that one. Oh, that might cost you your job. It's on TV Land. Go watch it. It's a great show. It was literally my father's favorite show. I mentioned Sanford's son, Hogan's Heroes. He probably saw every episode of Hogan's Heroes five or six times. Every time he watched an episode, <laughs> he would laugh like he was watching it for the first time. It was just, I loved World War II stuff growing up, and Hogan's Heroes was campy and goofy and funny, and I loved it. The most successful, long-running war show that was on TV ever. Eight seasons, 168 episodes, Ted. I found an interesting tidbit by happenstance today. I love tidbits. Werner Klemperer, who played Colonel Klink, was German, but he was born Jewish. His family was Jewish. His family emigrated to the States in the early 30s, right before, you know, World War II and the Nazis and all that kind of stuff. But obviously, he had some pretty intense feelings about that era of German history. And when he went and auditioned for the part, he first went in and thought it was a drama. The producer, whoever said, no, this is a comedy. He's like, oh, I can do comedy. Give me a second. Turns around, does a comedy audition and got the part of Colonel Klink. His only stipulation was that you can never make Colonel Clink out to be a hero, and I get to portray him like an idiot. Tell me that this is your camera. Okay, it's my camera. Uh-huh. And you admit it? No, you asked me to tell you, and I did. In the five seasons it was on, he won two Emmys as Best Supporting Actor in a Television Comedy Series. Oh. So, Warner Klemper, or Colonel That Clink. is a great, great tidbit. Thank you for that information. Let's not forget the great Frank Banner, who played Hans Schultz, who gave us that great one-liner that we grew up in school, and every time other authority gave us any crap, what are you doing? What do you say, Ted? I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. I know nothing. Nothing. Great show. Just great old-time comedy TV show. Hogan's Heroes. Glad we did that one tonight. Uh, so who we got for our jersey tonight? It looks like uh, one Mr. Kleinsaucer, James. I mean, he didn't catch a lot of passes. Jim Kleinsaucer made his money in the trenches. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. But the fact that he was so versatile, he could use him as a tight end or an H-back out of the backfield. And his size and his speed for his size is what made the Vikings move up and take him in the second round, 44th overall in the 1999 draft. And you're right, Ted. He only caught 192 passes for 1,688 yards, played 181 games the Vikings. He didn't miss a game from 2005 to 2011. Really? One of the most durable Vikings of all time. He was a good player. He was like having an extra tackle on the line. Oh, you know, I got I got a buddy who flew back to Mankato. What up, Ford Elliott? I know you're watching tonight. And uh, he'd go to training camp, bring me back a little something. While he was there, he would call in a couple times a week. And usually the first call is to go over some kind of positioning or something. The very first call he made to me was, dude, that dude from North Carolina is huge. <laughs> North Dakota. Yeah, North Dakota. Because you walk out in the playing field, and he's like the biggest guy on the team. You want to hear my Jimmy Klein saucer training camp story? I certainly do, right now. 
I'm covering training camp for Daily Norseman. It's like 2011. And and I wanted to do a story on him. And I don't know if you remember or ever saw the footage at Mankato where they were doing training camp there. They had to walk across the street from where their locker room was to the practice field. And there was a crosswalk. And I had to walk across that same crosswalk. And we would kind of come out about the same time the players were coming out to the field. One day I'm walking out and I look to my left and I'm standing literally right next to Jim Kleinsaucer. I'm like eight years old going, oh man, that's Jim Kleinsaucer. Oh my God, that's Jim Kleinsaucer. And I right. go look at my left and I'm like, hey, what's up, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, hey, how's it going? And I said, uh, hey, you got time for a quick interview uh, after practice? He's like, yeah, just wave your hand and I'll come over and answer whatever questions you have. And I'm like, Dude, that's cool. The, the article I ended up writing over that was I coined him the people's champion because everybody loved him. He did all the dirty work that a lot of players don't like to do. And he did it without complaining. And he, and he did it very well. That was cool. It was really cool. You want to talk to him again? Hey, Jim. Oh, and one other quick Jim Klein Saucer story. When I was out in New Mexico going through MH53 school, I had to find a daycare for my youngest daughter at the time. And I walk into this place and I get a card from a lady and her name is Doreen Klein Saucer. And no I said, way. hey, this is probably got to be related. Gotta I be. said, look, this is this is like an out of the left field question. But are you related to a guy by the name of Jim Klein Saucer? He plays for the Vikings. And she got this big smile on her face. Jimmy's my nephew. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh. So I'll put my daughter here in your daycare center, Miss Doreen Klein Saucer. Boom, <laughs> done. Where do I sign? <laughs> that's all the that, that's all the background check you needed right there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's our jersey. That's uh, Hogan's Heroes for tonight. Time to move on to some Vikings news. And and I'm telling you, I'm I'm getting sick of this weekly. Let's trade Kirk Cousins fever dream that seems to be encapsulating a lot of the Vikings world. Today's Monday. Oh, by the way, Happy Miracle on Ice, 41st anniversary day. On Thursday, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk mentioned the Broncos needed a quarterback, and Vikings Twitter ran wild with that. And that kind of got put to bed. I I actually like to think I helped end it. I, I, I tweeted to a guy by the name of Benjamin Albright, who's a Denver Broncos beat guy, very well-respected. I like him a lot. I said, hey, anything to this? He's like, no, I haven't heard a thing. And he's pretty in the know about stuff like that, so I don't think that one's going anywhere. And then Peter King, who writes the Football Morning in America column for NBC now, after he did uh, his stuff on Sports Illustrated for many years, had a kind of ludicrous three-team trade. What the hell between- was that, dude? I saw I saw you see that? I'm confused about what he said was going to happen. So, yeah, it was like this. It was a stupid three-team trade. I think there's been like two or three three-team trades in NFL history or whatever. I, I couldn't find but two. Basically, he thought the 49ers would get Kirk Cousins. The Texans would get Jimmy G, the 49ers' first-round pick, Anthony Barr and Alexander Madison from the Vikings, and the Vikings' 2021 first-round pick, 2023 first-round pick, 2022 and 23 second round pick and the Vikings would end up with Deshaun Watson. None of that's going to happen. None of it. I want to know what is the fascination Uh, uh, that uh, this fan base has about trading Kirk Cousins? Well, what the hell is supposed to do you moron? I don't know. You see it every day over and over. It's like, and if it's not the trade, it's just basic arguing about it. Ted, do these people look at the other areas of the team? Look at the defensive line. It is so bad. That should be where the red flags are, not trading Kirk Cousins. I think there's some deficiencies in his game that make me There is. he's not the guy that is going to bring the Vikings to a Super Bowl. But I'll tell you what, right now, if you list the problems the Minnesota Vikings have, I don't know that Kirk Cousins is in the top five. You've got defensive line. You've got offensive line. They need a third wide receiver. They need some serious depth everywhere. I think they need a new kicker. I think they need a new punter. So that's what, seven 
before you get to Kirk Cousins. Yet, let's trade two first-round picks, two second-round picks, Anthony Barr, Alexander Madison, and we get Deshaun Watson. I can't listen to this anymore. So you take all that away. How is Watson supposed to win games? He's not. Look, look at what kind of year he had in Houston with a terrible offensive line. That would be a crippling and moronic move. At this point, if the Vikings want to regain that number one defense they had in 2017, they need draft picks. They need the capital to build it back up. You can't give everything away when your team already has a bunch of problems. You can't give away the farm for one guy. Now, if you tell me the Vikings are going to get two first-round picks and two second-round picks for Kirk Cousins, I'll listen to that trade. Who's giving you that? The Hamilton Tigercats with CFL? (laughs) Edmonton Eskimos, maybe? Santa. That's not happening either. And and if you have to look at it from the perspective of Ziggy Wilf and Rick Spielman, if you're Rick Spielman, you have sold Ziggy Wilf that Kirk Cousins is your guy. We got to spend a lot of money. We got to guarantee him a lot of money, and he's going to be the missing piece. And then when they won that playoff game against the Saints, he, he went to Ziggy and doubled down and said, hey, we got to extend him because now we're close. If you're Spielman, you can't one year later go back to Wolf and say, uh, you know what? I was wrong. Well, let's trade him. We hey. paid a lot of money, a lot of guaranteed money. Uh, <laughs> let's get rid of him. Uh, about that conversation we had <laughs> about Kirk. Yeah. I think it'd be best for you to okay a trade now, Zig. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after, you, after we gave him a bunch of money and then extended him, now you're coming to my office saying we need to trade him? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that would be the best move at this point. I've made a huge mistake. But if you're seriously entertaining and trading him, you have to be able to commit to a full rebuild. And I, I don't think Spielman and Zimmer have said that to Ziggy Wolf. I don't think they've gone in and said, hey, we need to rebuild. I think they keep saying we're close. We're a couple players here, a couple players there. And that would be like a 180 reversal on their strategy. The best argument for his candidacy. Governor Bush? Strategery. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're all in with Cousins. Package deal. They all sink or swim together. My opinion, I'm going to ride that until that's not the case anymore. They're more than one or two players away. Why do I hear that? That, There's a lot more than one or two players. Well, I agree. But I think that's what Spielman is telling Will. Hey, look, we're close. No, they look at the starters and, and then break it down by position, the corners in relation to your pass rush, your, you know, the speed of your linebackers to cover. Can you have a safety guy that plays up? There's a lot of scheming involved in that. To me, the quality of your backups is what plays out in an NFL football team. Yes. The teams that have the better backups seem to always be able to make that playoff push because if they lose a starter for six or seven weeks, their backup is good enough quality to maintain the W's, put the dubs up. I don't think the Vikings have that good a quality in depth in terms of positionally speaking. It doesn't feel like that. They so, don't. They don't. When, when you look at what they had in 2017 compared to what they have at the end of the 2020 season, I don't think it's even close. So I think there's a lot of work to be done, not only with the starters, but with the depth. I think it plays into a big part of it throughout the course of a season. Oh, it's it's a huge part. I mean, you know, we talked about this before. Well, you had guys like Tom Johnson and Terrence Newman as your backups, and that quality depth isn't there anymore. And the Vikings must address that this offseason as well. When I'm thinking about breaking down this team, problem of Cousins and his deficiencies isn't at the top of the list. It's not. No. It's not. There's so many other areas that you can work on and so many other things that you need to make better. I mean, better, Ted. We want to try to be better. Why don't we go for better? (laughs) Why don't we try to get better, Dave? Better, better. You're giving up 30 points a game. That's the problem. 
I'm not, you know, standing up here on the pulpit. Is that what it is? Sure. Soapbox and yelling about Kirk Cousins. I know Kirk Cousins is flawed. I know he breaks down in the pocket. You got two kinds of quarterbacks. When the pressure's on, guys are going to make a play or they're going to crumble. Kirk's the crumble kind. I already know that. I know he can't make plays on the pocket. He's not that mobile. He's got a lot of problems. But if you're giving up 33 points a game, should you really be worried about trading the quarterback? Should that be your first? Come on! On Vikings Twitter, it is. What if Hunter holds out, Ted? That's a distinct yeah. possibility. Let me throw that at you. What if Pierce opts out for COVID again? They're, they're host. We are screwed. Hey, no, hey, I don't want to hear that defeatist attitude. I want to hear you upbeat. We are screwed. Go. They've got nothing right now. I mean, what are they going to do? Roll with uh, Ofedi Adenabo and Jalen Holmes again? Play it out. Cousins only had, what, one more year or two more? Do we have two more years with that guy? Uh, at least, probably, yeah. If he's on the Vikings roster the third day of this next coming league year, his 2022 salary next year, it becomes fully guaranteed at $45 million. So that's one of the reasons people, I think, are looking to move Kirk. You got to do something about that number, whatever you decide to do. And you know what, Smitty? I hear you there. If you're going to move Cousins and get something back for him, then put all that into getting one of the quarterbacks in the draft and take your shot that way. That's what I do. I mean, but now you're telling me that Rick Spielman gets to pick a Vikings quarterback again, and I, I just haven't been impressed with the guys he's selected. I mean, I, Teddy Bridgewater could have been a good guy, but his, his knee got destroyed and he just became a, just a guy. I'll select him, and I was going to save this for April 29th, but I'm going to tell you right now, since we're in kind of a heated discussion about the quarterbacks, Yeah. I watched some more footage today. I think Zach Wilson is going to be as good as Trevor Lawrence is. That's a spicy, hot take. Can Elizabeth put some kind of spicy thing around that? Oh, my God. That's a spicy, hot take. I mean, that is a spicy, hot take. <laughs> putting myself out there and I'll carry it through to draft night. Do you think Wilson would be around at 14 if the Vikings or would they have to no. go up and get him? He is not going to be there at 14. You're going to have to go up and get him. But if you're going up and get him and you're spending, it's still going to be cheaper to move up, grab one of these guys than it is Deshaun Watson, isn't it? I would think so. Yeah. But I would like to move. If you're going to move him, grab one of these guys in the draft, dude. Well, you know, you bring up a good point about Cousins. You know, we, we hit on his 2022 salary becoming guaranteed the third day of this new league year. And that really leads into an interesting thing about the salary cap. It looks like I think Adam Schefter tweeted a couple days ago that the salary cap minimum is going to be 180 million bucks. I'm hearing numbers now, 182, 183. It's going to be in the low 180s. And this is important because it's dropped from, I think, 198, which is what it was last year. So that's a pretty significant drop off. Nobody really saw that coming. But why is this a big deal? Well, we sort of talked about Kirk Cousins' contract, and that's an issue. But it also leads right into the position group we're going to talk about right now, the tight end position. Before we get to your draft pick, let's talk about the guys that are currently on the roster. Interestingly, Drew, I don't know if you know this or not, but every single Viking tight end that is currently on the roster is also on the roster for next year. They have everybody under contract. That would be Kyle Rudolph, Irv Smith, Hale Henkes, Brandon Dillon, and Tyler Conklin. Five tight ends currently on the roster. Now, the big one, of course, is Kyle Rudolph. Been with the Vikings since 2012, second round pick. When we talk about the Vikings being over the salary cap, and depending on what site you go to and where you find it, let's just say an even $10 million over the cap. The Vikings must be under that cap, and the Vikings always try to have anywhere between 25 to $30 million to play with when free agency starts. So, 
Kyle Rudolph is due. He's got a cap number of $9.3 million. He has said already that he is not going to take a pay cut. He's not interested in redoing his deal again. If the Vikings were to cut him before June 1st, they would save $5 million on the cap, but eat $4 million in dead money. If they designate him as a post-June 1st cut, which they can do for two players a year, they would save almost $8 million on the cap, 7.9, with only $1.5 million in dead money. I'm not sure what Kyle Rudolph's status is, but I'm thinking if I'm the Vikings, he would be one of the first guys I would look at. You get rid of Kyle Rudolph and you're almost at your cap number right now. You do a couple extensions and renegotiations. It's not going to be too tough to get to that 20, 25, 30 million dollar figure. Who else do you need to cut to get to that? Um, they could do redeals on like four guys. There's a tweet I'll put up here in a minute from Sean Borman. If they relook at doing four guys, depending on, on how that goes, like $24 million in cap savings, you add that to Kyle Rudolph, that's $9 million. That's about $35 million bucks minus the $10 over, and boom, you're right at the magic number that the Vikings like to operate with heading into free agency. So Financially, he's not going to play here. I don't know where he's going to play. Second greatest tight end ever played for this team. I got a lot of respect for the man. I mean, the guy's made tons of huge catches over the years but just like every player ted there comes an ending point and it's not wishing ill will on a player it's just moving on to the next thing well and irv smith had more catches than he did last year it's it's irv smith's time i think it is yeah and i, I think I, towards the end of the year old conklin he had some big games himself he's more of an inline blocking guy i think they got a good separation between inline blocking guy with conklin kind of a possession short zone guy and then irv can kind of you could set him up in a lot of different alignments he's definitely the future and i'd like to see him actually get used more so i think we're both in agreement kyle rudolph will not be around next year gone okay so that leaves Irv Smith, which we project to be the number one guy. I think Tyler Conklin could be the number two guy, the way he yes. played. You got Hinkus, Brandon Dillon, assuming. How is Hinkus? I... Wasn't he on that show with Topanga, Hinkus? What the hell? <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that show with Hinkus? Mr. Feeney? What was that show? Are you talking about Boy oh, Meets was... World? Yeah. Wasn't there a guy named Hinkus on there? The nerdy kid? His name is Minkus. With an M. Okay, Minkus. Was achieved by... Minkus. Was it achieved by Minkus? Does it go to Minkus? I want to make sure that wasn't the same guy Ted was mentioning, because if it is, he's come a long way since that show. You got Hinkus as our tight end number three next year, is what you're telling me. No. I... <laughs> Does he have a chance to make the roster? I, I don't no, those know. Two, I, those other two I, guys I, are making the roster. We know that, Ted. We've decided that. We know that. Conklin and Irv, I think, are, are stone-cold lead pipe locks for the roster next year. Minkus, who's left? Minkus, and who else? We've got Minkus, Brandon Dillon, who's on the roster last year, Tyler Conklin, and Irv Smith. Oh. <laughs> you, you, look, the enthusiasm that you had when I rolled off those names is something I don't – folks, I don't think – it's adequately captured by watching the video. You have to be experiencing it live. It's it's an emotional kind of reaction that that I personally <laughs> personally makes me think of the Miracle on Ice victory oh. 41 years ago. I didn't even know what to say. Okay, so I just so, said <laughs> I had the same look on my face the other day when Ruby says, what do you think of that divorce that's happening between Kim Kardashian and that Conway West? Who's Conway? Conway. Conway. <laughs> Is that his name, Conway West? It's Is Kanye. It? No, it's Conway Twitty, Kanye oh. West. Oh, it's Kanye. Kanye. Well, Con what is he, a cake decorator? Why is he talking about <laughs> no, he's one of the most accomplished musicians of our time. Even I know that. Like, I am a god. Everybody says, who does he think he is? 
I just told you who I thought I was, a god. All right, Minkus. Go ahead, Minkus. So we about the only thing we agree on right now on the tight ends is that it's going to be Irv Smith and Tyler Conklin. You got any free agents you want to talk about that the Vikings could seriously contemplate uh, looking see. at? No, 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 The only one I got on here I like is Johnny Smith. Um, Johnny Smith's on here. Jake Butt's on here. The old Michigan guy. I <laughs> like Jake Butt, and I cannot lie. <laughs> you other brothers can't deny. <laughs> Jordan Reed, who pulls his hamstring every 20 minutes. He's got a lot of injury problems. Yo, one thing I saw that, that hit the wire just before we came on, that the Jacksonville Jaguars are releasing Tyler Eifert, so he'll be a free agent. I did see that on there. He, he's 31 years old. He's hurt more than Jordan Reed is, for goodness sakes. Jared Cook. Michael yeah, Pruitt, if we're talking former Vikings. Dude, there's two Vikings on here. Michael Pruitt, who's 29, who played with the Titans. And I think Blake Bell, the Dallas guy, he played with the Vikings for a while. Jacob Hollister, Virgil Green, Mercedes Lewis. He's like 63 years old, dude. <laughs> he's older than us, bro. I don't know. I don't see us taking any free agent tight ends, Ted. I don't either. I, I really don't. Which means the Vikings could very well have to backfill the positions via via the draft. And this is where I lead into the Drew Bunting big board for tight ends for 2021. Who you got, Drew? Tight ends. So I don't have to explain the position. We all know there's blocking tight ends, inline blocking guys, and then there's receiving tight ends. My top 15, Ted, is more tilted towards the receiving guys because there's 300 tight ends going in the draft and 250 of them are blocking tight ends. So you can get those guys undrafted, guys. Uh, number one on my list, Kyle Pitts. This is a really, really weak draft, Ted. It's really Kyle Pitts and the other 14 guys. That's what it is. Pitts is definitely the best red zone target. He's the best athlete. He's the most pro ready, runs the best routes, has the best hands. He has got potential to end up being a Kittle type of guy. He's a great tight end. He's number one in this class, but the class is so weak. I think he's going to move his draft status up because people know he's the only tight end. When I say weak, it's not really talent, Ted. It's developmental guys. There's a lot of talent, but a lot of these guys just didn't haven't done much. You have to really have your shit together to come in week one and be a starting tight end. The first two guys I got, I'm going with the least experienced to the most experienced. I start out with Tommy Tremble, number five on my tight end list. Tommy Tremble from Notre Dame. Only caught 19 passes last year, but the guy has such a great mixture on tape of running the seam route, and he, he looks like a wide receiver out there. He's probably the best hybrid guy on my list, but he is really the most risk-reward. I could look like a total buffoon a couple of years down the road thinking <laughs> Drew had Tommy Tremble at number five. <laughs> what a choke. <laughs> but I'm going to be willing to take that chance because I'm a chance taker, Ted. I don't follow the norm. I also like to live dangerously. He's the youngest guy on my list. He's a redshirt sophomore. He's the youngest tight end on my entire list of 15. He's really? leaving because of the freshman phenom at Notre Dame named Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer will be the next great tight end in the country starting next year. I want you to listen very closely. He's number four on my list. His name is Hunter Long, and he played for Boston College. 89 targets last year. He caught the most footballs in the nation last year with 57, 685 yards, five touchdowns. I love his experience. 90 catches the last three seasons. Rick Horse tight end. Definitely maybe a early going second round guy. 
If you're going to lose Kyle Rudolph and you're going to miss him and you want a guy that plays like him, Hunter Long is the guy. He's going to catch everything and he's going to run the right routes and he's going to be able to shield himself off from opponents and find the open zones. I don't know if he'll make it to the third round since we don't have a second rounder and I don't even think we're taking a tight end that high, but Hunter Long is somebody to keep your eye on in the draft. Next, number 14, Nick Eubanks from the University of Michigan. Oh, so he's terrible then. (laughs) He didn't get thrown to at all. His biggest problem was playing under Jim Harbaugh, who never used him. He had a great 2019, a lot of big catches, a lot of clutch catches. But Nick Eubanks, out of all my research, he's the guy that probably fits the Vikings scheme probably better than any other tight end because he's a sneaky safety valve type of guy. He's really good with the ball in his hands. He can get extra yards after the catch. He's kind of a hybrid. You could run him on bubble screens and occasionally run him deep, but he can play a lot of different areas. And I think he was massively underutilized by Josh Gaddis, who's one of the terrible offensive coordinators, but it was a different story for that. One more guy before we get to the Viking guy. I saved the Viking guy for last. Number 15 on my list, Josh Peterson. Stacked up some great numbers with the small school, Louisiana Monroe. The guy's had so many injuries and so many, he's had a lot of hard luck stories and he's always found his way to get through it. I like the fact that he catches everything that's in his area. He's very, very reliable. Josh Peterson. And now we get to the guy the Vikings got to take. Who's the Vikings guy? Do, Do we do a little drum roll here? Yes, do it. Do we have something a little bit better than the drum roll? No, that's all I got. That's all I can do. Sit in my basement. <laughs> You're not even going to give me any Brian Johnson? How's your bed doing tonight? Let's talk about the Vikings starting candidate. <laughs> His name is Kylan Granson from SMU. This guy is can play everywhere, Ted. They got him lined up at the tight end position, inline blocker, a slot position. There's an H-back out of the backfield, a lead blocker. Hell, you can line him up at wide receiver. I think he would give Clint Kubiak a lot of different alignments he could set him up in. He's the most versatile guy out of all 15, I think, because he can play all these different positions, and he's a hell of a receiver if you need him to do that. The fact that he plays so many different positions and he could play that H-back position, which could also free up a roster spot if you got him playing fullback and tight end. He could play H-back and tight end, much like Jim Kleinsaucer. See how I circled that back? (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) <gasps> Whoa, that is show production, right? See, I did that. <laughs> That's called producing a show, right there, Ted. We <laughs> circle it back to our main. I do have him at 11, though. The reason I have him that low is it's, he's never going to be Tony Gonzalez. He's never going to be Kittle or Kelsey or Gronk, but he can be a hybrid guy. He can be a Swiss Army knife that I think Kubiak can use all over the field. And I, that's why I want the Vikings to take him. And they could get him late, Ted. They get this guy with like a six round pick. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because one thing we're adding to our features, which we should have done from the beginning, but we've been looking at Rick Spielman's draft history by position since going back to 2007, since he was hired and was involved in the draft process in the Vikings. Uh, and since then, he has selected three, four, five, six, seven tight ends. Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph were two guys taken in the second round. So I would argue they're not going to look for a starting tight end, so they're probably not going to draft that high. They'd have to be a first-round pick, and I don't think there's a first-round caliber tight end, and they got way too many needs besides that. But other than those two guys, the other five guys they picked have either come in the fifth, sixth, or seventh round. You think this guy, Granson, could be a, a, a late-round kind of a gem for the Vikings? 
I do. I do. And I, I feel that, I mean, if you watch the guy's tape, you can tell how smart of a player he is. On some of his cutback blocking, they'd send him in motion specifically to block for the back. He would look at the defense and change his blocking position because he knew which way the defensive end or the linebacker was coming. Really? He's a really smart dude. And the, the fact that they bounce him around at so many different areas, I just think it's worth the flyer. I mean, by the sixth round, we'll have what, 131 picks? <laughs> Yeah. So the Vikings have a first, no second, two thirds, three fourths, two fifths, a sixth. And uh, right now, as it stands, only one seventh. But Rick Spielman will turn that into eight by draft weekend. So, you know what his do or die is going to be, Ted? Kylan Granson? What's that? SMU is the total sandlot football. Kylan Granson doesn't know anything about running routes. And I'm hoping that if they do draft him, they let Keenan McCardo work with him. I know he's a wide receiver coach, but I don't even know what kind of routes that Granson was running sometimes to me. It looked like something <laughs> they drew up in the dirt in the huddle. No kidding. Yeah, it was crazy, dude. It was like routes I've never seen. So he, he doesn't have any discipline running routes. And if you can't learn how to run routes, you're not going to make it in the league. So I think if he gets coached up, Diamond in the rough, man. Let's take a shot on him. Let's take okay. a shot. I will stake my reputation as a base player on it. Wow. And that's not easy. That's not easy for me to do. Ted. Wow. Laying it all on the line. What do we got going on next week then for, for the next week? Division. We're bringing in wideouts. I started on the wideouts, and let me tell you, Ted, I'm very excited about this class. All we're right. going to have some stars, and we're going to find our wide receiver three. I'll find them, folks. All right, so that does it for tight ends. We'll roll this to a commercial, and then we will come back with trivia and wrap the show sure. up. You know I love commercials, man. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Almond joys got nuts. Mounds don't. Almond Joy's got real milk chocolate, coconut and munchy nuts too. Mounds got deep dark chocolate and chewy coconut. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Peter Paul Almond Joy's got nuts, Peter Paul Mounds don't. Because sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Any last request? I'll have a beer. Bull. B U L L, the name of your secret organization, of course. Get smart. The Schlitz Malt Liquor Bowl. Got more taste than beer. More quality ingredients than premium beer. Bull does have more taste than beer. That's 14 of my crack agents breaking through that wall. Would you believe one wild bull? No one does it like the bull. All right, welcome to Tunes' Trivia. How you guys doing? We're Hello, doing great. Tunes' back by popular demand is viewer questions. Last week, I guess, was very, very interesting. So we have several of our viewers who have come back with additional questions for you guys. We won last week. We did. We... <laughs> thunder? How's it go? <laughs> little thunder? <laughs> little lightning. <laughs> All right, let's see if they can overtake us today. All right, let's get on with it then. No, that's not how you say it. Let's get it on! Let's go. Let's go. There you go. All right, the first question, once again, is from Ed Zeidler. Ed Zeidler, Eddie. big fan. Friend of the show, Ed Zeidler. We love you, Eddie. Ed wants you to name five Vikings quarterbacks that played between Dante Culpepper in 2004 and Teddy Bridgewater in 2014. Brett Favre. Yep. Favre. Gus Farratt. Farratt. Tarveris Jackson. Uh, Christian Ponder. Damn, that's 
good one, yeah. And Matt Castle. Good job, guys. Thanks, Eddie, but we ruled that question. Yeah, you guys really kicked butt on that one. All right, the next two come from another repeat visitor, Domino and Rexy. Now, Domino and Rexy are students, you guys. So they're going to hit you with some academic stuff here. (sighs) All right. Are you ready? All right, the name Minnesota Vikings is partly meant to reflect Minnesota's place as a center of Scandinavian American culture. Name one of the three countries that make up Scandinavia. Norway. Norway. Boom. Can you name the other two? Yes, I can. China and (laughs) Canada. Get that. Take that, Domino. No, Norway, Sweden, and Finland. Well, Finland actually isn't technically. It's Denmark, Norway, and Sweden. But you got it. That's pretty good. Good question. Next one. This one is another math question. We know you guys love math questions. (sighs) Get out your pencils. What is Jimmy Kleinfosser's number times Brett Favre's number divided by Jim Otto's number? Oh, Jim Otto was zero, wasn't it? Double zero. Yeah. You can't, you can't divide by zero, can you? I thought that was like a big violation of mathematical law. You can't divide by zero. Imagine that you have zero cookies and you split them evenly among zero friends. How many cookies does each person get? See, it doesn't make sense. And Cookie Monster is sad that there are no cookies. And you are sad that you have no friends. If you divide by zero, you know what'll happen? Okay, listen. No, the Earth will end. It'll open up a big hole in the middle of the ocean and we'll all die. So you can't <laughs> divide by zero. What is it? I didn't think you could divide by right. zero. Ted is Good. correct. You cannot divide by zero. The answer is zero. So do we get it? <laughs> yeah, Ted yeah. got it. You didn't. <laughs> I, I knew before the question was asked I wasn't going to get it. Oh, who's letting math on this show? Sorry, I snuck that in. Now, oh, that's all right. gentlemen, yes. get your engines. Here comes Tony oh, Bell's no. questions. Here he comes in to run us into the wall. <laughs> It's Tony! It's Tony! Here comes Tony! (laughs) Question number one. In 1977, the Vikings defeated the Chicago Bears. 22-16 in overtime at Met Stadium. How did they score the winning touchdown? Fumble recovery return. Oh, that works for me. Sure. He gotcha. Paul Krause threw an 11-yard touchdown pass to tight end Stu Voigt on a fake field goal attempt. That was on our Krause footage. We did on the 100 It was. It sure was. Oh, my God. All right. Ready for some more punishment? Here's question number two. (laughs) Thank you, sir. I have another. (laughs) All right. In 1972, three Vikings were training camp holdouts, saying the team couldn't win without them. So they held out together. Who were the three players? Ron Yeri, Bunchwarmer Bob Lertzema, Alan Page. <laughs> no, no, and no. It's up to you, Ted. Those are my three guesses. Uh, Gene Washington. That is correct. Clint Jones. That is correct. And I believe it was Alan Page. The last All one right. was Charlie West. Oh, damn. You got two of those things, Ted. Ted Glaber. I'm going to give that to you guys, though, because that was good. Thank you, sir. I have another. All right, well, one and three. We're going to keep a running total every week because we're going to call this segment Get Beat Up by the Bell or something. The Tony Bell Kicks Our Ass segment. In 1987, the Vikings acquired quarterback Rich Gannon shortly after this team selected him in the fourth round of the draft. New England Patriots. 
Good job, Drew. Well done, Drewster. For people who don't know, Tony Bell is the most knowledgeable Viking fan that's ever walked the face of the earth, without doubt. We call him Machine because he knows absolutely everything about Vikings history. Just respect his knowledge of the game and, and of Vikings history. It's it's amazing. I, I had a phone call with him for about two hours one time. The first time I ever talked to him on the phone, and by the end of it, I was like, how the hell does he know all that? He <laughs> is amazing. All right. Who was the Vikings' first ever soccer-styled kicker, and what year was he with the team? Sorry, Drew, this is the 80s. Let's talk about it before you throw your answer out. I, I was thinking the barefooted kid. Rich Carlos? Rich Carlos. They kicked the seven field goals against the Rams? Yeah. I don't think he was. I think Benny Ricardo, who kicked for the Cowboys, came over and kicked for us. I think it's Ricardo. All right, we'll go with that then. Benny Ricardo is correct. Yes! Yes! Good job, Drewster. For a bonus, can you name the year he was with the team? I th- I'm going to say 83 because I thought Dan Meyer kicked in the 82 playoffs. Good job. So 83. 83? 83 is correct. We got terminated, yeah. Tony. You are terminated. <laughs> uh, he's he's going to be angry. Good, good questions. Those are good questions. He told me last week he takes time making these questions. So thank you, Machine. The next three questions are from me, and they are in honor of Jimmy K and the tight ends that we covered. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So the first one is, who was the only tight end taken in the 1999 draft before Jimmy? I'll give you a hint. The Falcons took him. It wasn't Gonzalez, was it? No, didn't Gonzalez start out with the Chiefs? Oh, that's right. And then that's finish right. with the Falcons? I, I don't got it. It was it Reggie Kelly. No, I, I could have had 100 years. I would have never gotten that. So actually, it was R. Kelly. Oh, God. No, make it stop. Please make it stop. That was a good question. All right. So the next one is going to be super easy for you guys because you already talked about it. Name the last four Vikings tight end draft picks. Irv Smith Jr. Mm-hmm. Tyler Conklin. Bucky Hodges, David Morgan. One more. What's a- Bucky Hodges is not in the last four. Michael Pruitt? That is correct. Very good. Good job. Usually Ted Drew, carries Drew's bring, so you're, you're carrying. You're carrying us over the finish line tonight, brother. Yeah, it only took me nine episodes. <laughs> All right. Last question. <laughs> Name two of the first five tight ends ever drafted by the Vikings. Two of the first five ever drafted? Correct. So this is going to be 60s and 70s. Stu Voigt. Norris Brown. Stu Voigt is correct. Norris Brown is not correct. Daryl Ingram from Cal? No, I'll give you a hint. One of them has the same name as a famous baseball player. Bubba Yastrzemski? (laughs) Bubba Yastrzemski. Was it Dave Winfield? That is correct. Oh! It was the actual Dave Winfield. Yeah, it was Dave Winfield. It was the, yeah, the, yeah, that's it right. It was the same guy? Yeah, yeah. It was the same guy. Way. Vikings drafted Dave Winfield, the the, the Yankees yep. Padres guy. Yeah, they yep. drafted him. And he also got drafted, he also got drafted by an NBA team. He got drafted by three professional teams, I do believe. Wow, I didn't know that. I just recognized the name. Joe Sensor was a little bit later. He was the eighth overall. Oh, okay. That does it for Tunes and Trivia. Any of the viewers, if you have any questions you want to submit in the future, please submit them on our Twitter, Facebook, or however else you want to do it. 
I want video questions like Reggie Adams sent to us that cool video question. That was awesome. I want to see more of that. All right, so I think we won again tonight's trivia. Well, well done, Drew. Thanks again. Tunes good questions, and thanks from our viewers. Uh, really, really solid questions. Before we get going, don't forget, I forgot to mention it at the top of the show, but don't forget to get your name in the Justin Jefferson jersey giveaway. All you got to do is uh, listen to the show. There's going to be a secret word, secret phrase. Drew, I, Drew's going to say it. I'm going to say it. We don't know what it is. Liz or Tunes are going to decide what it is, and you'll see the big graphic that says, this is the secret phrase. Just enter that secret phrase in the YouTube comments below, and you are entered for the for the drawing on draft night on Thursday, April 29th. Good show tonight. Uh, thanks again, Tunes, for everything. Thanks, Liz, for all our production. Thanks, all of you, for watching. Really appreciate your support. Still doing well on subscriptions and views and everything else. And uh, we'll try to do better the next time. Take us home, Drew. Yeah. Episode nine in the books. Thank you so much for watching. We really appreciate the support up till now. We're really having fun with the show. We're kind of still learning as we go. We're having a good time. Um, can't say enough to Liz. Thank you for the production, all the work you put in and Tunes. It's just been fun up till now. Let's keep it going. I wanted to throw out there real quick that uh, we will have a one through 10 episode greatest hits coming out in a few weeks, which will be a very interesting episode to tune into. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you, Jimmy K for being on our show tonight. It was great to talk about and go over some old memories. It was fun. We will see you next week for episode 10. Say goodnight, Ted. Goodnight, Ted. <laughs>